0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com. Thanks Draft.com for uh, sponsoring us, and if you use the promo code BOXES when you sign up for Draft.com, you will get a free game and the chance to play directly
1: against me, and my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's going on, Tyler? Uh, not much. I've been debating this question, Mike, and I'll ask oh. it to you. Feel, okay. Yes, hit
0: me, hit me with it.
1: If you could be any player in the NBA, who would you be? Hmm.
0: That's, um, that's a tough question, I think, because it's like, what, what do you want? Do you want to be, you know – LeBron with the long illustrious career where you lost a lot of finals, but you went to a lot of finals. Um, or do you but want to be younger? Do you want to be like a you know Steph Curry or uh, or even younger Joel Embiid?
1: But you got to remember with a lot of those guys, right? Like you got to do a lot of crazy media stuff and like commercials and be super famous and not be able to go anywhere and That's, not be recognized uh, by everyone. Uh, yeah.
0: You could be you could be Alfred Payton with great hair. You could be. Chris Dunn, who can't uh, hit a layup but still starts. Um, there's uh, you, you can be Scalabocciere, who's going to the G League. No, see that's not one you want to be. That's a tough one. I'm, you know, I would go with. Um, I'd like to be like a, a Westbrook type. Screw everybody. Hmm. I'm just gonna do my own I thing. I get triple doubles. Yeah. I'll be real famous, I'll do weird stuff, I'll wear weird clothes, do weird commercials. Ah, but you know, you know what, you gotta, well, you know what, it doesn't matter. He doesn't really live in Oklahoma City, everybody knows that. He's got a place there, sure. You know. You're the king of that city, even though it's not really a city. They put city in the name to trick you.
1: <laughs> not a city. I think I'd be Sean Livingston.
0: Sean Livingston, uh, he could have been great, but now he's just a role player on a championship team. He's, that's all you want.
1: That's it, man. That's the secret. Hmm. in the, the background. You know what I mean. Get those rings. Tell people how good you could have been. Could
0: be. he's yeah. great. Great you, life, homie. You could be. uh Yakup portal. <laughs> that
1: that's not a real person. Don't, don't lie to me, Michael.
0: Uh, you know what? I want to be Dirk Nowitzki, set for life. Yeah, they got to live in Texas, though. I don't know. It's tough, but um, we, we, we've we been on a little bit of a hiatus, and everyone in the league got injured. Everyone. Pretty much.
1: There's only I mean, seven
0: players left, and they're all Bulls players. They're all terrible. Uh, but no, <laughs> there's been just anybody. I know. Don't. I've been – I literally can't watch
1: that team. I cannot watch the Bulls. They're terrible. Uh, come on, Mike. I love watching a Bulls game. You know the outcome before it starts, it's great. Uh,
0: there's, uh, I believe, we have, uh, I read a really good article uh, over on The Athletic. Uh, Everybody go check that out, it's a cool, cool website. And, um, it was about how Chris Dunn and Jaron Grant are the secret tank weapon, they're one of the worst duos, not just like this year. But in, like, the history, in, the in the, like, the modern history of the league, they're, like, negative 67 or 72-point differential They uh, when they play together. And uh, Hoiberg runs them out at the end of games if, if the game is close. So, I actually think Hoiberg is uh, smarter than he looks. He's uh, he's tanking on purpose. Oh, and I, and you, it's pretty obvious.
1: You're giving old Freddy way too much credit. Like, Freddy knows what he's doing. He Listen, just, if he, just, oh, these two go together. ho, <laughs> ho.
0: If he's taken on purpose and taken on accident, it's the same damn result, and I do not care.
1: True, but I, I still think Fred's the worst coach in the NBA. So I'm, you're not going to throw that one past me.
0: No, well, yeah, no, he's still the worst coach in the NBA, even if he knows, if he even if he is taken on purpose. But uh, speaking of the Bulls, uh, Hoiberg did mention that a. Zach Levine would actually, even though he looks like he could be healthy enough to come back in December, probably will not be coming back till January. Then another expert tank move. Uh, are you picking him up in any of your leagues where you you can stash him?
1: I mean, yeah, he's probably worth a stash. You got to figure he comes in and like is the much better version of Justin Holiday, right? Like takes all the shots for the Bulls, and I mean that alone is going to make him valuable. I don't know that Zach Levine is a great i mean like a great franchise piece though, so regardless if he comes back or not, I think the bulls are still gonna be bad, yeah, they're still gonna
0: lose, hopefully, uh Justin Holiday, who's been playing uh really well over the last couple of weeks fantasy wise uh not in real life where he takes uh, too many shots and uh is terrible, but fantasy wise giving you a block of steel, you know it's 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 pretty nice to get that back and you, you might as well r- run with a hot hand while you can. Uh, but so I would pick him up in, uh, any standard league right now and just at least ride, ride a hot hand while you can. And, uh, I'd also, if Zach Levine was available, definitely stash him, even though, you know, it's going to be a long four, four or five weeks before he gets back.
1: No doubt about that. And I mean, it always gets dicey stashing those guys in the sense that, I mean, we've seen it over the last week, right? Like, Everybody gets injured, so unless you have unlimited IR spots, sometimes you got to end up dropping that guy again and picking up somebody else, because you have no one left to play. Yeah,
0: Um, and if, with all these injuries going around, some of these teams, some of these teams are decimated. If you started out in a world where you you still have Kawhi Leonard, because there's nothing you can do other than hold on to him, and you uh, put Danielle Gallinari on top of him, and John Collins, and now Steph Curry might be out you know you its could be a rough uh, it's gonna be a rough handful of weeks well, out I there mean, for but but I, I would I would stress everybody don't panic. It's a long season. there's a lot of weeks left
1: yeah, and the good news with a lot of these injuries we're going to talk about is most of them don't sound like they're the ones that are two months, right they sound like they're in the in the weeks' range that's always nice to hear in the sense that sometimes we get those ones where it's just over.
0: Yeah, in a pre in a previous episode, we did talk about the Millsap injury, so that's probably the the the, the most uh, gruesome. I guess not gruesome. I guess uh, Hayward still got that award, but um, the the longest injury. Who he will be out for quite a while. Uh, on Denver, though, Jokic does look like he he sprained an ankle and uh, will be out for a, a couple games. Is there any value there with both with both those bigs out
1: for for a little bit? Well, I mean. I wish you knew what was going to happen in the sense that Wilson Chandler has been kind of playing the fence on his injury too, right? So it's like they're getting decimated. Um, I wrote about this in my weekly article though. I think that it's going to give Jamal Murray a few more shots. Gary Harris, Will Barton, your boy should be taking a few more shots.
0: You know, he's going to take some shots.
1: Um, So I think that's really where the value lies. Not so much in the big men that are going to play. Obviously, Mason Plumley is going to play a little more probably. And we That's, saw yeah. seen Mason Plumley in Portland be real good, right?
0: That's who I was um, kind of thinking of. And um, he did get the last two starts, even though um, they got smoked by, by Dallas for some reason. And uh, Plumley only played about 19 minutes tonight. But uh, Mason Plumley is uh, one of those guys who last year, if you remember – on Portland was incredibly good nine cat fantasy because of the, uh, the high amount of assists that uh, Mason Plumlee was able to get you. And I still think, you know, if you, if you're seeing Jokic out, uh, Mason Plumlee probably not worth owning, but worth streaming uh, with both Millsap and Jokic, uh, you know, sitting out a few games.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And um he is definitely a huge asset in the assist category for a big man. Um, he averaged four assists last year for Portland, and I think he could do something close to that um, with Denver this year just because they're going to play him in kind of that Jokic role, and we know how Jokic is a big assist man himself. Um,
0: yeah, honestly, if you, go, if, you, cap- if, you, if you go out to the waiver wire and you're looking for assists for your, your week, he'd probably be in my top three in a standard league. It's kind of crazy to think someone who plays – center could be in your, your top three assist guys, but if he's going to play 30 minutes, um, he'll probably get five to seven assists.
1: And they keep saying middle to end of this road trip, Jokic is going to be back. So the middle of the road trip would be on Sunday. They play yeah. in Indiana, and then they don't play on Wednesday in Boston for the last game of the road trip. So you got probably about a, a week, maybe a little bit less to uh, capitalize on Mesa Pomeroy's value.
0: Yeah. Everybody, everybody get out there. And uh, if you're, need some assists. Look in that direction. Let's see. Who else? Oh, let's go with the big names. Let's just start at the top. Top of the list. Um, Steph Curry. Ooh, Steph Curry. Took a really, really nasty spill on his ankle there. MRI. Came back. Negative. He's going to be back. If I am Golden State, who, quite frankly, does not need to worry about much during the regular season, I'm going to take my time with Steph Curry coming back. So he might be out, I don't know, for the rest of the month. But, you know, he's he's going to be Steph Curry when he gets back. There's nothing to worry about there
1: it was the one injury you didn't want to see for Steph Curry though, the ankle. I mean, we, we know this yeah, the a- same
0: ankle as uh, a handful of years ago. And uh, so they, they might be a little bit more careful with it, but I believe golden state when they, they say, Hey, everything came back negative. And I, bu- I, I believe that Curry will come back when he is healthy and that, and that'll be that.
1: Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just a swelling issue. Um, from all accounts right now, he's definitely out for the next two weeks. Like you're saying, I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss three or four. They don't really need to win a lot of games here. Um, so it's just going to have to settle up and deal with it. Um, I think Kevin this Durant for... could go crazy yeah. if he can stop getting ejected. Yeah, if he
0: could stop trying to beat up DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, by the way, just uh, here's a pro tip. Never try to fight DeMarcus Cousins. Just Ever. I don't know if you've seen the Myers-Leonard clip where Myers-Leonard gave him a hard foul, but Myers-Leonard was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Uh, I'm sorry. That's the correct response when you accidentally hit Boogie Cousins. Apologize profusely. He's a crazy, crazy man, and he is enormous. Enormous person. And um, I'm with you. Kevin Durant could have himself a nice little go, but I'm actually looking at Clay Thompson. Here, I think this might be a good time to sell high on Klay Thompson if over the next couple weeks he ends up, you know, taking a bunch of the scoring load and playing at a a lot higher pace and, you know, getting a lot more touches. Try to swing him for a a higher-ranked player.
1: I always feel like Klay Thompson is one of the underrated guys in fantasy anyway, so I don't know how that's going to work. But I'm with you. If he does play out of his mind, maybe you can do it. Um, Yeah. Just his great, his great efficiency in the shooting categories, the percentages, plus the twenty points, always makes Clay Thompson a little bit underrated. I think.
0: Yes, I, I would agree with you. I, I don't think Clay Thompson gets enough credit for um, basically what he can bring to a, a, a roto league or a nine cat league, especially when you're living in a world where elite, th- uh, you know, you need elite threes, and he can he can provide that to every single night. I I actually want to talk about someone who else uh, on this on this squad on at least on this game not on the uh the Warriors but on the Pelicans. What do you think about your boy Rajon Rondo coming out of the woodwork? We poured one out for him. We thought he was done. And here he is, starting. Getting some getting some good minutes. Getting a lot of assists.
1: Well, I mean, we we knew the assists were going to come. I mean, he's really not getting as many minutes as I thought. I thought he'd play over 30. He's only played over 30 in one game. Um, he's been very Rondo, if you ask me. About 10 points, about 10 assists, some decent rebounds, some decent steals, no blocks. He's actually hit a couple three-pointers in, in the last few games. I don't expect that to stick. Um, I think he's going to be a Rondo, but just a 28-minute version of Rondo instead of a, a big 32-minute version.
0: Yeah, he's still scraping the uh, double digits in assists in in those limited minutes. And um, probably a little bit of that is uh, the absence of Anthony Davis, who is another injury that we, uh, of course, have to talk about. Now, Anthony Davis is just, you know, sitting out random games because he's broke something here, strained something there, pulled something here. And uh, this is just one, another one of those injuries.
1: He should be he, back pretty soon. Yeah, hurt his groin. Um, I, I would think he maybe misses another couple games at the most, and he's probably back. Um, they say he's practicing. He just doesn't quite look like he's ready for full go yet. So um, I would best in the next week he'll be back.
0: I uh, completely agree Hey, you you know what you're getting when you draft Anthony Davis and when you have an your team. This is going to happen all year. He's just going to miss a handful of games just because. You just got to deal with it. Let's go out to the other. Um, it's one of the other big names um, Blake Griffin. Poor Blake Griffin. You know what? I feel bad for Blake Griffin. I know he punched some dude in the face. I know I just probably no know reason to feel bad for him. But.
1: If you're ready to admit that I was right.
0: I'm never I'm never ready to admit that you were right.
1: But I was right. He's going to miss two months with an injury when you kept telling me, oh, Point Blake was going to be right up there in the top 25.
0: Sadly, um, Blake was uh, continuing to get better uh, as the season went on. But
1: you yeah, knew no, was, this was, playing, was coming. He was playing great. But he you was knew this of... was coming. You knew He's... it was coming.
0: Okay. You were right. It happened. But Blake Thank Griffin you. was on the way to playing at a at a much higher pace uh, and, and was going to rank better than his average draft position. I think a lot of people were out. And I said, hey, everybody, you should be in. And
1: barring the injury, he
0: was but, headed
1: in the right direction. I mean, honestly, he was actually playing a little bit worse than last season. I mean, most of the numbers were very similar, except for he was averaging two more points a game. But he was doing it on much worse from the field, only shooting 42%. So, yeah, if you, if,
0: you care about your, if you care about your percentages, then yes, that, that is definitely going to hurt you. But his assists were a little bit up, and he was hitting two threes a game instead of less than one, and uh, that helps.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm not surprised by this injury, obviously. Yes, and no one should be
0: surprised.
1: And I, I mean, I think this is just what happens when you buy Blake Griffin. Now it was a bad one this year, right? Sometimes he only misses, you know. Fifteen or twenty games, and this year he's going to miss two months. So I mean, probably like twenty-five to thirty games at least. Um, you knew what you were buying.
0: Yeah, you knew what you were in for here. Um, this team now, Danielle is still out. He's supposed to be back though. He should be back soon, and I think a lot of people who owned him are really, really out on him. And him and uh, Milos still. Uh, to dosage both coming back maybe in the next couple of weeks those both i would say are pickups here because this team is decimated you got austin rivers playing a ton of minutes and you got lou williams carrying the offensive load and that's it that's all that's going to be happening here so i do think austin rivers and lou williams's values get bumped up uh, quite a bit uh, I am never, nor will I ever be a Wesley Johnson fan, so um, I, I don't know. Do you recommend picking up Wesley Johnson if
1: he's available? Gallo comes back. He's gonna...
0: Yeah, Gallo, Gallo is going to eat into those minutes. The yeah. other one at
1: the three. But, I mean, I think we've seen what happens even when Wesley Johnson has a good run of games. It's that he floats back to nothingness for fantasy. Um, so I expect that to happen in the near future.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think West, like I said, West Johnson, not a fan. Never going to be a fan. Um, doesn't do doesn't do much for me. I actually think Tadosic will probably play um, some decent minutes. Uh, I I don't know if it'll be a rotation type of thing with Austin Rivers, Lou Williams. And everybody will kind of just get galvanized, you know, or not galvanized, I guess, but cannibalized. Um, and everybody will play, you know, twenty some minutes a game instead of anyone playing over thirty-five. What, what's your take on the Tadusich return?
1: I mean, you got to feel like those three are going to eat up a lot of the guard minutes, right? And and then they're going to play together. And I think they can all be close to thirty, just playing together, and maybe even play Austin Rivers as a small ball three. And he let all three of them run together. Um, Tadoshis will probably have to ramp up his minutes, so it'll be a slow slow start for him, I would think. He's missed quite a while. So, you know, he might start out like 15, 20 minutes a game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere in that 26 to 30-minute range along with the other two guys.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to play uh, Daniela at four because, I mean, they just don't have any depth here. And they're, you know, Montrezl Harrell's not going to uh, – blow anybody over here. So I I, I do th- still think um, Rivers, Lou, Wesley, and Tudosich will all probably be the main minute-getters.
1: I mean, let's it, face it, right? They have, like, five NBA players left healthy enough to play, right? I mean, like, with Blake out, Patrick Beverly out for the season, like I mean, they don't really have that many guys that you're clamoring for on an NBA roster, especially right now with Tudosich and Gallinari out.
0: Yeah. I I think you're right. If you if you had a choice between picking up Tedosic and Rondo right now, who would you pick up?
1: I mean, you gotta go for Rondo. I feel like they're both gonna be assist heavy guys, and I mean Rondo's getting like ten a game right now. Tedosic, I mean he's expected to return in the next couple games, but like I said, he's probably gonna start off slow and probably gonna be like two weeks before he gets going. You could have forty or fifty assists banked from Rondo by that point.
0: That is true. Um, yeah, I'd say in the in the intermediate here, Rondo, the way he's been playing, you might as well ride a hot hand. Uh, season long though, I might be leaning towards Tadosic. To but uh, if I couldn't drop either one of them, I had to pick one up right now. We all know that Rondo, uh flights of fancy, and will suddenly, I don't know, just fight somebody or send out a weird Instagram or uh, quit on the team and then leave and then come back. and uh, Rondo uh, every once in a while just becomes unrosterable in the NBA, not just in fantasy. And Tudosich, if he stays healthy, um, could be, you know, pretty decent assist getter for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're banking that Rondo is going to play his way out of New Orleans, like he's played his way out of plenty of cities in the last few years, uh, I could see where you're coming from there.
0: I think it's a fairly good bet uh, on that. But um, let's move on to because we got a lot of we got a lot of injuries to get through here. And uh, another, like I said, we're going to start at the top here. And uh, another major player, Hassan Whiteside. Left knee it's going to be out you know two to three weeks and this this is a I think this is an injury that i'm a, I'm a little concerned about well how do you, how do you feel about this injury
1: Well, we saw the tweet from IRA right where I mean he basically in, in no uncertain terms said that this is a serious injury and that uh Ira winderman on november twenty ninth so about a week ago said Whiteside says his knee injury is a serious issue says the heat medical staff needs to get to the bottom of his ongoing pain, so I mean this could be one of those ones where it it lingers even past the timetable they gave i I think um it's a real scary one for me
0: yeah i I really don't like the way it's ambiguous I really don't like the way that well i mean they they came straight out and said it's serious those things those things last, and if you're a Hassan whiteside owner you're you're screwed. You're basically just going to have to hold on, see what happens, uh, and play it out. I'm going to... I know they've been kind of messing around with the lineup. They even gave uh, Bam Amadeo a start here uh, in one of these games where Hassan Jose was sitting out. But I still think the play here, if you're going to add someone on this team, is Kelly Olenek. You know Kelly Olenek can produce fantasy value, and he probably will play a lot more, even though it does look like they want to give Bam and Bedea some minutes. Kelly Olenek will probably play a bulk of the minutes at center.
1: Adabayo, Adabayo. And, you know, everybody knows who I'm talking about. Adabayo, Bam Adebayo. I'm a, Bede- okay. a
0: Bedea, though.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been with you and. In- the nice thing about Kelly Olenek is we've seen in the past that he can be a real good per minute producer and so if he's going to get like 28 minutes a game you gotta think that's definitely worth a pickup um this Pete team man they're starting to get on my list of I just hate to own any of their guys in the sense that they're always chopping and changing the minutes and you know one night it's Richardson and Drogic are over thirty, and then the next night they're playing twenty-two because Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington got hot on the bench, and it's ah oh man, it's just a headache to own any of these Heat players.
0: Yeah, it just seems like um, just a, you know, a revolving door. There, they do kind of try to keep their starters semi regular, but their minutes aren't, and that is an issue. I would say I I, I do like Josh Richardson. I think uh, they have been leaning on him a lot more than uh, Tyler Johnson. And I think last year Tyler Johnson was like, you know, everybody kind of – he was kind of a must-own. And um, this year I I, I think I'd rather own Josh Josh Richardson. He's consistently playing over 30 minutes if if I had to own one of those guys. Um, and. Still a borderline actually, standard guy, but I do think he will play better than he has to start the
1: season. And he's actually at the bottom of the own list, which is crazy to me. Um, I think he's worth it just for the 1.2 steals and 8.7 blocks a game. I mean, those are some big additions off the waiver wire, um, especially for a guard if you can get 0. .7 blocks. I mean, that's a big add. Um, he's not helping you a ton in some other categories, but you got to hope that he picks it up a little bit. Um, yeah, he's yeah, a, I'd be definitely interested in owning him in a 12 team league, potentially a triple one type of guy. Um, so yeah, I, I surprisingly
0: not own in, in a ton of leagues, but um,
1: that's because no one reads my article. I've been trying to get people to pick that guy up for weeks, and just no one does it.
0: That is true, and everybody needs to go out and read this article. Uh, Tyler, writing the weekly summary for your upcoming week every single Sunday on hashtagbasketball.com. I really encourage everybody to go out and check out this article. It is incredibly useful. Um, I know everybody wants to watch premier cable dramas on HBO every Sunday. Just take a moment, go out, check your rosters while you're reading Tyler's article. It's, it's going to help you win. It's going to help you win some weeks. Uh, it's already helped me win some weeks. And um, luckily... Tyler is um, still behind me, even though he's giving me the advice with this article. He's still behind me in the Listener League. But that Listener League is tight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to the listeners. They are coming for us hard. Um, It's going to be a fun race. Yeah, there are – I'm still in
0: first, but uh, it's it's, – I'm barely clinging on to it. And there are six other players, over half the league, within eight games of first place. And so there is a little bit of separation between the haves and the have-nots, but still very, very tight between seventh place and first place.
1: Well, I'm going to take you out here coming up so I can feel it. my men my are my, I'm just rallying the troops right now. I'm in third. I'm just rallying you, the troops. You said that
0: every you said that every single week, and I just I cannot hear you all the way down there in third place. I just I, I do not know what you're saying.
1: It's not about who's ahead now, Michael. It's about who wins at the end
0: well we, we will we will see uh, a lot of and and that's what we were saying a little bit earlier a lot of weeks ahead do not get too cocky like I am uh, do not get too depressed like uh, some people are who are the, at the bottom of, of certain leagues um, I think big cock Baines is at the bottom of our league. Don't get depressed big cock Baines. you still got a chance it's going be it's going to be a lot of work. They still got a chance. I'm, you know, I'm in a few leagues where I'm doing all right, and I got Kawhi Leonard coming back soon. Let's talk about the return of Kawhi Leonard. Like, uh, Kawhi could be back. I know we keep saying this all the time, but really could be back in the next uh, handful, like two, two weeks or less, according to uh, the reports coming out of San Antonio.
1: Yeah, make it be as soon as this weekend, which would be a big uh, help for both the Spurs and your fantasy teams if you got Kawhi Leonard. Um, This has been a weird injury the whole time, and and we talked about this a lot during the preseason and and, in the last few weeks even. It's interesting to see what the plan is as far as when Kawhi comes back, if his minutes are going to be limited for a little bit or not. Um, Supposedly he's been practicing for like the last two weeks, so there's a potential he comes right out and plays like 30 minutes a game. should be crazy.
0: Yeah, he could come in, you know, dick swinging. And um that's going to be great for everybody who owns him. But I think the play here is obviously if you own him, you're keeping him, you're you you can not wait for him to get back. But if you don't own him, to intently watch I mean just the first game, just the first game back. Let alone the first few games back. And if it looks like quite struggling, trade for him immediately. There is a ton of season left and Kawhi Leonard, if he starts out really, really slow, that owner might just have had enough. He's like, I've already lost this many weeks because of, I didn't have him. Now he looks like crap. I'm going to panic, and a panic is always a good time to buy low, and, and that's the play here, I think, with Kawhi. If, if you don't own him, wait for you. Got to hope he struggles for those first few games, and maybe try to sneak a, a trade past the owner of Kawhi.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, we lost the big sell-high guy, right? The, the big sell-high was Kyle Anderson, and he had the end that knee injury just a few days ago. So um, if you had him, it was fun. Just cut him.
0: Yeah, he um, – I mean, it was kind of great while, while it lasted for Kyle, but it was only going to last until uh, Kyle got back and um, sadly it ended a little too soon. Yeah, I don't know what you can do other than um, – other than cut Kyle, I don't think he's gonna return any um any real value here. I mean he's not gonna miss more than a, a month or so.
1: But you gotta figure he goes down to playing like twenty minutes of game when he comes back and, and there's just yeah. value in that in a standard league. Well, you might wanna just,
0: you know, shop him around. A lot of people might not put two and two together and even though he is injured, it's it's only him you know, he'll only be out for a little under a month and if you can get something of really any value for Kyle Anderson, that would be it'd be worth it. If, if you think someone's going to pick him up off the of waiver wires, or if you're if you see a team that's um, kind of desperate for any talent whatsoever, just try to sneak away something something from their team that they uh, recently picked up off the waiver wires. That's a that's a
1: Tyler move. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times what happens too is someone you drop somebody and if someone picks them up. or you can get the player they had, and then get yourself a nice find too. So I mean, it's on how you want to deal it.
0: Yeah, I was in a shallow league and I dropped Paul Millsap because I just don't care, and um, he was immediately picked up. So probably a, a poor choice uh, on for me, but I'm doing okay in that league. And I I really needed to to bring someone else on that team. So probably could have held on to it because it's a Roto League, but eh. I'm not too excited for one month of a I'm trying to get back into playing shape Paul Millsap at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, too. And I mean, a lot of times if if I really want the player and he's hurt and he's going to miss three months like Paul Millsap, um, a lot of times I'll wait like a month and then try to acquire him from the owner when he gets a little desperate. Um so and then you got a whole month of players and then you got the guy back. So it's also an option too.
0: Let's move on to uh, Mike Connolly. Still still out, you know, still um sitting out with this left Achilles and this is we've talked about this before. And we're going to have to talk about it again. You know, this is one of those injuries where, you know, if he reaggravates it, he could be out for another two to three weeks. Um, and this could legitimately last the rest of the season. And uh, it, it, it looks like they pushed, like we said,
1: uh, pushed back his return. Yeah, another one to two weeks still. Yeah. And this is one of those injuries again, like we talked about a little bit earlier, where – don't be surprised next week if they say, Oh, he's out another two to three weeks. Like it's just one of those injuries that it's so hard to tell when it's healed. And I mean, the heel and Achilles now they're saying first it was just Achilles. Now I've I've heard a lot about the heel being a problem. Um Yeah, it's not looking good for Mike.
0: Yeah, that is not a good sign. I, I really don't know what to play here. Here obviously, if you own Mike Connolly, there's not much you could do, but would you try to move for Mike Connolly? Take a take a risk here because, granted, he's injured. But like we said, it's a it's a kind of a bad injury, and uh, could linger on. But it could clear up sometime at the second during the second half of the season, and he could start putting up Mike Connolly numbers. He is kind of a a little bit more durable than we. I, I think we always see Mike Connolly out, but he he does seem to always fight through it or come back at some point.
1: If you can get Mike Conley on the on the cheap, would you would you try to move for that? Um, this is a play I make when I'm i down there in the standings in like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh in the twelve team league. Is you gotta you gotta hit a home run somewhere, right? And so you, maybe you trade low for Mike Conley, especially if you can. You know what I mean? Mike Conley was probably a third or fourth round pick in in those kind of leagues, and if you could trade your 7th or 8th or ninth best player and get Mike Conley back, kind of swing for the fences, I think that's the kind of move you make right now, especially if your team's languishing in the standings. And it's not because you had Kawhi Leonard or something. It's because your team's just not that good. Or maybe you had Paul Millsap. You've had a lot of these injuries that are going to be – the guy's still going to be out for a couple months, Blake Griffin. Um, I think maybe you take a shot on Mike Conley try to get up, yourself back up there.
0: Yeah. I, I like that strategy. This is, I mean, what we're about almost about 30% of the way through the season and um, your team is what it is. And now is the time to uh, make your adjustments. You should probably have already been doing that anyway. But if you haven't been making adjustments and you're still struggling, uh, you got nowhere to, you got nowhere to go, but up. So you got to do something. And this is, a time to take some risks and you're not going to win any league without taking some risks. But if you're in the basement, you're going to have to take bigger ones than than other people can't afford to take. And uh, this Mike Connolly could pan out in the long run. If you can uh, convince the owner of Mike Connolly that they, they need to keep um, those stats up so the, so they can continue to, Compete if, if if that player, hell, if if that owner of Mike Connelly is even competing. If you want to reverse that, though, let's say the owner of Mike Connolly is in the bottom half. Well, that means they're kind of desperate. And uh, let's say you, you think Mike Connelly might be a good addition for uh sometime later in the year when he comes back, gets healthy. Also a good uh, thing to do, move some, you know, kind of mediocre players who might be playing a little hotter than usual, maybe like a Justin Holiday of some sort. And uh, just get rid of some of those guys for um, a player who is much more reliable and solid when healthy for Mike Connolly. That's also a good risk to take. Uh, let's say if you're in the middle of the pack and the owner of Mike Connolly happens to be at the bottom of the league, because they're going to be desperate for anyone who could perform if if they're at the bottom of the league.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Let's talk about – the Atlanta Hawks. I know this is your favorite team to watch on TV. They're exciting.
1: I think they got my play. boy Dennis Schroeder, man. I enjoy watching a Hawks game. Don't, don't hate. They play an incredible,
0: breathtaking brand of basketball. And um, there's definitely not guys taking naps in the front row of their games. Dwayne Dedman and John Collins, both out. Um, probably for the rest of the month. John Collins might be back a little bit sooner than Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, Mike Muscala, who's been MIA.
1: Wait, first off, I want to say this. How about the crap timetable for Dwayne Dedman in the sense that they say three to six weeks when he's first injured? Like, come on, now you got to be able to narrow it down a little bit better than that.
0: Yeah, you would, you would think so. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that just means this is one of those injuries that could be – an unknown, like oh, this is gonna last a while. Good luck, everybody. I don't know. I like the fact that John Collins is coming back sooner, and I, I like. I much rather go after John Collins. I still, I still got a thing for John Collins. I still think John Collins is gonna be, you know, very, very good fantasy wise, moving forward. And uh, I don't know why Atlanta wouldn't play John Collins uh, a lot more. I know he's still inconsistent, but I I like the talent.
1: I'm with you there. Um, As far as in the meantime, I mean, yeah, Irsan Ilyasova, who has his one stretch every season where he's worth it. I mean, he he got 30 minutes, scored 22 points. He got 11 rebounds in another game when he only played 24 minutes. But then he had a 20-minute clunker on Monday when they got blown out by the Nets. I mean, that's... That's a shot player, right? I think especially I would probably be looking more of like twelve, fourteen, sixteen team leagues, like take a shot, maybe he's worth something. You got yeah. Miles Plumley, you got Mike Muscala, like there's not a lot of great options here. Um I got one guy, but go ahead.
0: No, yeah, I'd rather take my I'd rather take my chances on Elias over here. Uh simply because like you said, he can be standard league relevant. Uh the rest of this team I mean, Mike. I think I'd rather have Mike Muscala than Miles Plumley because Muscala every every once in a while can do something.
1: Is there can a player?
0: But I I don't want either one of those guys. I think there's better stuff on the waivers.
1: Is there a player who plays more than 20 minutes a game that you would rather have Miles Plumley than? <laughs> I mean, no offense to Miles Plumley, he might be a great guy, but I mean, he's got to be at the bottom of that list of guys who actually get minutes. Just yeah, much there. It's, I mean, Jared Allen? There, there you go. How about DeAndre Bembry's last couple games? I mean, getting some steals. He's got a steal in every game of the last five games. Um, he's been getting a few more minutes. And that might be a kind of a streamer's guy for steals that you could pick up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I am a slightly interested in what's going on there. Um, steals and blocks coming from him over this little stretch. Um, it is a little um, surprising, I think, because up until recently he was just he wasn't playing at all, and on this uh, just really terrible team. I, I don't think he was injured. Am I am I wrong about that? Was he was he injured though? Uh, you know, I might be uh, I might be out. Uh, I might be misstating.
1: Yeah, he had a little something.
0: Yeah, I think he was he was out with an injury a little bit. He broke bit. his wrist. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I don't I don't even pay attention one bit to uh, Bimri or the Atlanta Hawks.
1: And I probably should because um, – Well, you're not the only one because I think Torian Prince probably ends up being like a top – somewhere between 80 and 100 on the season. and He's like 25% owned in ESPN. See,
0: that's wild. To so, me, Torian Prince is uh, – is very good, and I, I've been—I've at least paid attention to him, and I'd rather pay. And that's kind of where I think I'm at here is that Tarian Prince um, is the is the rich man's DeAndre Bembry. Um, DeAndre um, Bembry eats the trash outside of the house that Tarian
1: Prince lives in. It's Torian. Tory and you know, okay, cool. I like his name, it's a cool name, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's another guy with a good steals and blocks combo, a little bit of assists, some decent rebounds. Um, definitely should be picked up if he's available in your league and held, even in 10 team leagues. Like I said, I think this guy is somewhere inside the top 100 at the end of the season, so I don't see a league, even an eight team league, I think you own that, right. I mean, yeah, it's I think
0: not- that's it's borderline in an A team league, uh, simply because in an A team league, I feel like you're always dropping someone who's pretty good to stream. And but Terry Prince should be one of those guys that you're streaming
1: 100%. So, I mean, so 25% even when like on their game days, it always just makes me crazy because it's like this guy's definitely should at least be picked up for this game. Like, how is he not? 70% during the days they play and and if you want to drop him whatever like if you're in a shallow league that's fine but it's crazy to me.
0: Uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea what's going on there. Um if Tarian Prince is Torian Prince is in your league pick him up right now. And um don't look at DeAndre Bimbrey because you just picked up a better player. So don't worry about Bimbrey at all. Uh, But yeah, if you're in a a deeper league, uh, is probably someone you should be streaming or picking up. Let's move on to the return of one of the greatest French centers of all time. Rudy Gobert making his amazing return to the court. And um,
1: not looking that great. Yeah, still ramping up, though, right? I mean, he's, he's played two games in a back-to-back set. So, yeah. I mean, I actually would d- disagree in the sense that, okay, he's not, he's not scoring a ton. But, I mean, do you buy Rudy Gobert for the scoring? He's got three blocks and two steals in two games and 16 rebounds and three assists.
0: That
1: all sounds yeah, pretty good to would, me. Just...
0: You would just like to see him, um, you know, taking a few more shots here. But – um yeah, you know what you're getting with Rudy Gobert, and um, in, in less than 30 minutes a game, this is um, him playing his way back into um, full speed, and
1: um, I guess if you're... I was actually surprised that he played tonight. Yeah, to on a back-to-back, yeah. yeah I guess Michigan he did only done play... Done it, so,
0: I mean, I thought for sure he'd be out. He only played 21 minutes in that game against Washington, um, a brutal blowout. And yeah, it's nothing to worry about. Like I, if I have Rudy Gobert, I don't, I don't care. This is fine. Like he's getting back. But uh, if you think you can maybe snag Rudy Gobert, you probably should have done that earlier when he was actually out and injured. But um, you know, there might be a few panicky owners out there, but I, I'm not worried. You shouldn't be panicking at all if you own him.
1: No doubt, and I mean, even if you can trade minimally, you know, buy minimally level like a third, fourth round player and get ready to go bear, Yeah, it's an option too.
0: Speaking of possibly panicking, uh, Devin Booker, just what, just uh, went out, not sure what's going on there. Have you heard any updates on uh, Devin Booker's status? Uh, no,
1: this is pretty fresh, right? This is, just happened about, I don't know, about two hours ago now. yeah. And uh, it's a groin injury. Carried off the court. Uh, yeah, which is always scary, right? Um, and we actually just had another one in the last about 20 minutes. Nurkic hurt his ankle. Ooh. Um, And that one did not look good either. So um, those are two that we'll kind of be monitoring and, and probably give you an update on a little bit later in the week. Um, Booker's is a strain left groin. That's the same injury Anthony Davis had just a few days ago, and he's – set to miss here, like four or five games. So then Booker could be out like a week. It could be a minor one. And he could be back in the next game. We just really don't know yet. It's a little too soon. Um, as far as this Nurkish injury, I mean, like I said, it's literally like about 25 minutes old. So um, you'll probably know before we we're telling you.
0: Yeah, poor Booker have been playing out of his mind. Uh, do watch this. Could be um, something to consider if, if the owner is, like I said, if you need, if you need to take a risk. The owner's gonna panic. Uh, Devin Booker would definitely be someone I would take a risk and, at right now. Tonight, I'd be like, hey, man, I
1: mean. maybe he'll be fine.
0: Take the risk. He's
1: he's a great player. Tonight is the the perfect night, right? We people saw him get carried off the court, right? And if you're especially at the bottom of those standings, like I said, and you need somebody, uh, this guy in the last few weeks had been like producing top twenty value. He had been going pretty crazy. The assists are up. He's getting some steals. He's getting some blocks.
0: He's been out of out of his mind right now. Yeah uh, for the season, you know, he's he's a top thirty player for sure. That's what I mean. So um now's the
1: time to take a shot.
0: I'm hundred percent on you. I, I would actually, you know I might actually go out in a few leagues and uh try to swindle Devin Booker away from a few people. And sadly, There's one an idea, of those man. leagues is probably the listener league. So all you listeners in that league. Um. feel free to hit pause before I said damn this did not work damn it I need to do like oh everyone who's in the league please hit pause now don't listen to the rest of this podcast here's what
1: I'm gonna do that's uh, we gotta we gotta figure that out I don't know what you're saying like you lost me there somewhere uh,
0: it's, it's rough I can't make any moves in this listener league they all they all know my
1: my shady ways Oh, man, so we got one more injury, and this one is maybe the most scary one for me of all. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., stress injury. You know how we feel about those. The dreaded, the dreaded stress injury. And we haven't heard reaction, fracture. I, I haven't really even heard yet. Um, yeah, they say he's out at least two weeks. We heard that from Seth Curry at the beginning of the preseason, I think it was. And, yeah, where, where is Seth Curry these days? What do you think he's up to? Um, I think his leg's hurting him. I think he's just at home going, ah, my leg. Ah, oh. my leg. Um, That's
0: it's kind of a shame because Tim Hardway Jr. was playing um fair, fairly well over the last month.
1: Yeah, and and here's the thing I hate about these stress injuries. Okay, the the word is Tim Hardaway will be evaluated in two weeks. The same thing kept happening with Seth Curry. It's been like two months now, and they've already said he's out till December 11th at least. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Curry misses more time than that. I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Hardaway misses the next two months, the next three months, the rest of the season. Even if he comes back, even if either one of these two players come back, I'm going to worry that this thing crops back up at some point during this season. I don't ever feel good about these stress injuries until the next season. Once you have the entire offseason to rest, I maybe feel okay about it, but for the whole season, when one of these pops up, I don't want anything to do with the guys. I would sell Tim Hardaway for ten cents on the dollar right now.
0: I, yeah, I would sell him right now. I would try to move him for whatever you can. Um, maybe try to move him for one of those guys we've said to uh, buy low on. Try to do a basically a double double switch where you're you're selling at legitimately the highest point and they're selling at their lowest point and you're, you're you're going to get a hell of a deal but really tim hardaway jr who was playing well for tim hardaway jr th- this could just probably be the end of his standard league relevant fancy season after this injury
1: yeah and I, I mean i wish i had something good to say about these injuries but it's just they're always so scary and it's always like, oh, two weeks, two weeks and then two weeks and then two weeks and then two weeks and then before you know it, three months have passed and you're going, man, what happened to Tim Hardaway Jr.? I was looking forward to him playing.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a little too bad considering the amount of money the Knicks spent on Tim Hardaway Jr. But, um, yeah, sell high.
1: A sneaky get. Okay could be a guy like Courtney Lee, Torian Prince, some of these guys who aren't owned in a ton of ESPN leagues. Even if someone in the league that you're in owns them, you could make him an offer and say, Hey, look, uh, this guy has been playing real well. He should be back in two weeks. You got this guy off the waiver wire, probably, you know, he's only owned like 25% of leagues. Just wonder if you're interested in taking a shot on somebody and you could kind of get a nice little fleece deal and get a, a player who's going to probably finish somewhere in the top 100 for a guy who will probably literally won't play for the next eight weeks.
0: Yeah, it it is hard to move someone who's injured. It always is. Um, it's it's very hard to convince someone like, why are you trying to move this guy if he's injured? First off, that's always the first, hmm, like what's going on here? Uh, you might need to package Tim Hardaway with somebody, right? But throw him at the end of any package you got going on. Like, who cares? Get, a, get him out of here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, there's one more injury I'll, I'll mention, and it's Willie Colley Stein. Um, no! Not, okay. not Willie Colley Stein. So you want to hear the, the good part of it or the bad part of it?
0: Uh, give me the good news first.
1: They announced he's out for two games. Hmm, okay. The bad news is he is not traveling with the team those two games on a road trip which makes me think that if you don't travel with a team you're probably nowhere near playing a basketball game so that makes me think he's probably out at least a week which would be four games and he could likely be out longer than that so we know the kings are not the most forthcoming organization to begin with and i would not be surprised if willie collie stein missed a, a lot more than two games
0: yeah, he's uh he's not practicing with the team, he's not traveling with the team, and it's a back. And uh a back's another one of those hmm what's what's going on here type of injuries, because a back could just mean, hey, I pulled something and I'm a little sore, blah blah blah, or this could be, you know, a chronic problem. And uh, not the good kind of chronic that he's been getting from Zach Randolph, but a bad type of chronic where this is gonna linger. For for far too long, and really hinder Willie Kelly Stein's ability to break out, which I think he was finding a good rhythm coming off that bench, and was producing at least a pretty close to standard league value. The, uh, the crazy streaming value.
1: The crazy thing about it, and and I'll tell this brief story here. I'll I'll, I'll give you the abridged version of it. So. The whole reason he was struggling at the beginning of the season was he made a conscious effort to stop attacking the basket because he basically said that every time he attacks the basket, he, he hurts himself. And he was not producing much at all at the beginning of the season because he wasn't attacking the basket. So he started attacking the basket. He started playing really, really well, and then he hurt himself. Hmm. So this could be one of those kind of catch-22s to really call his stein, I guess.
0: Yeah, and it would also be, you know, he hurt himself. If this lingers a little bit, might uh, convince him to stop attacking the basket again, which will diminish his play. Um, I I, I just don't think he's ownable in standard leagues. He was borderline ownable right before this. And um, I I don't think you're going to get any too much value out of him, but, uh, you know, it's always worth trying. But
1: sell him or, or drop him. The thing about the Sacramento rotation is, too, is like any given night he could play 15 minutes. It's like Jaeger just – I swear he just throws darts at the wall and goes, okay, Willie Colley-Stein, 10 minutes tonight. Oh, Willie Colley-Stein, 30 minutes tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what's going on in Sacramento. And I don't think anyone in Sacramento does
1: either. There's one guy who does, but it turns out he's Dave Jaeger and he might be crazy.
0: Yeah, he might be on those basalts.
1: <laughs> I will not accuse him of taking those. That, that was not me. That was all Mike. Yep. Yeah, you can tweet. All your disgruntled Sacramento fans
0: can tweet at me at watch the boxes. Uh, feel free to. Uh, there's no way Sacramento fans are on board with this. Guys on
1: basalts. Um. It's turning out to be a very poor decision as coach, and they just gave him an extension. And I think that's just a very, very poor decision. Um, He turned George Hill, who's just coming off a career year, into literally George Hill rarely touches the ball in that offense. Yeah, brilliant,
0: brilliant move. Sure, George Hill is real happy about signing that contract in Sacramento.
1: He's got to be their best player, doesn't he? I mean, like oh, definitely, and hundred percent. And he's like just a, sp- and he's a good shooter. He's a good three point shooter, but I mean, literally, there are possessions where he just stands in the corner and like doesn't move, just stands there with his hand up.
0: Yeah, it's really sad because George Hill, you know, can be a very good fantasy player, and just no one on this team is worth owning at this point. It's
1: yeah, terrifying. I mean, and in here's the bad part: very few of them are even worth streaming because you don't really even know how many minutes a night they're going to get. I mean, if you needed like. 12 points, you could stream Zach Randolph, but what else is he going to give you, like, four or five rebounds and 12 points? Um, Willie Colley-Stein, if you need a block and a steal, he can get you that when he's healthy. But, like, I mean, other than those two, I don't even know who's going to get the minutes on a night-to-night basis, so it's really hard to figure out who to even stream on this team.
0: Yeah, I don't... (laughs) I don't understand this coaching style. I don't understand this front office. Uh, I do think that they still hold the reins as worst franchise, slightly, slightly above the Bulls in, in, the, in those rankings because I, I just don't think you can fix stupid. You can, you can fix incompetency. You can fix nepotism like the Bulls, but I, 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 I just don't think you can fix the amount, just like the legacy of stupidity. In Sacramento,
1: it's sad. They got some fun young players too, so I mean, it'll they do to see what happens. I, uh, I, I honestly, I wish the best for the Kings.
0: I, I have a, there's a special place in my heart for those old J. Will Kings back in the day with C. Webb, uh, Vlade Divac, Peja. Great team. Great team. Got screwed out of a uh, quite a few playoff games against the Lakers. go um, everybody go back and watch that. Uh what was that a game was that game six Or Kobe like shot like twenty five free throws. Yep. Yeah, I think he elbowed Doug Christie in the face and they called a uh, foul on Doug Christie's face. So Your face shouldn't have been there, bro. Yeah. You know what? His face shouldn't have been it couldn't happen to a better person. But
1: I think that is it
0: for tonight, Tyler. Where can people tweet at you?
1: Uh, you can tweet at me at watc4444,
0: and you can tweet at me at Watch the Boxes. If you guys have feedback for the show, any topics you want to hear, or just questions about your fantasy team that you might want us to uh, answer, feel free to tweet at us. And do us a huge favor: if you like the show, go out, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. We would really, really appreciate it. It helps people find the show or tell a friend, tell a family member, and just tell someone who's in your league. That, that, that also works. Those people might be interested in a fantasy basketball podcast. And if you like doing daily, try a new type of daily, go to draft.com, check it out, use the promo code BOXES. It's a different way to play daily sports. And like I said, if you're good at fantasy basketball, you're drafted every single day. You got a new draft every day. And I think people who are good at fantasy are are going to be better at draft than they are those other daily fantasy sports. So use the promo code boxes. Get a free game when you sign up. I think that's it, Tyler. You got anything else? No, that's it, man. Perfect. We will see you all soon. Thanks for joining us, everybody.